read a promise in the Bible, but you really wondered, does God really keep this promise? Maybe you've memorized promises in the Bible like Hebrews 13:5 that says, I will never leave thee or leave you. And you've wondered, does God really never leave me? Well, God wants you to know that his promises are true and you can trust God to keep his promises. Now, the Bible tells us about a man who God told him some wonderful promises, but would that man trust God to keep these promises? Now, this man's name was Abram. Now, Abram had a wife named Sarai, and they lived about 4,000 years ago in the city called Ur. It's only spelled with two letters, U-R, Ur, and it was near a river called Euphrates. Now, Abram and his wife Sarai, they lived in the city of Ur, and actually, people who study archaeology or old artifacts and things like this, they have discovered that this city of Ur was a city where there was a lot of wealth. And what I mean by that is things that were very expensive, a lot of gold, silver, precious jewels, things like this. There was also temples for worshiping idols there in this city called Ur. Now, one large temple was actually built to honor a false god called a moon god. Well, Abraham's father, whose name was Terah, was one of those who worshipped idols at the temple in that place called Ur. Now, perhaps Abraham worshipped the idols, but one day something happened that totally changed Abraham's life. The true and living God spoke to Abraham. He said, leave your country, your home, and your relatives, and come to a land that I will show you. God didn't tell Abraham where this land was. He just said to go. But then God made some amazing promises to Abraham. He told him, I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great. I will bless those who bless you and curse those who curse you. In you, all the families of the earth will be blessed. Now, these promises from God are sometimes called a covenant. And a covenant is a solemn or a serious agreement between God and the person he's making this covenant to. So this was between God and Abraham. Now, God promised four important things to Abraham in this covenant. First thing is that Abraham would have many descendants. Descendants, you know, the people that came after him in his family line or family tree. His children, his grandchildren, his relatives, there would be many of those descendants. Now, the second thing, the second part of this covenant or this solemn agreement or promise was that Abraham would become an important and well-respected man among the nations. Many people would know about Abraham. The third part of this covenant or this serious promise was that God would be good to those who treated Abraham with kindness. And for those who don't treat Abraham with kindness, God would punish them. The fourth part of the promise was that through Abraham, all the families of the earth would be blessed and that good things would come to them. And that's the most special part because it includes you and me. But how can we be blessed by someone who lived 4,000 years ago? I mean, that's a long time ago. Well, did you know that Abraham was the patriarch or the forefather of the Hebrew nation that the promised Savior would come through? Remember when Adam and Eve had sinned? And God gave a punishment, but he also gave a promise to send a savior. 
And the Savior is someone who saves you. The Savior would save us from our sin. God promised he would send a Savior to save us from our sin. Now, that Savior came through the nation of Israel. Abraham is one of the forefathers, or kind of like the founding father, or the one who like started the nation of Israel. So through Abraham, all the families of the earth would be blessed. That includes you and me. It includes you and me because through Israel, through that nation, that country, Israel, that group of people that God chose, the promised Savior came. And that is Jesus. He brought the greatest blessing of all, the forgiveness of sin. And that blessing is for you and me too, because you can be forgiven because of Jesus. God created you just as he created everything in our world. But you and I are born wanting our own way instead of God's way. And that's because of sin. Sin, well, we know it's anything you think, say, or do that breaks God's laws. Things like stealing or insisting on having your own way or being selfish. The Bible says there is no one righteous, no, not one. Wow. No one is perfectly good like God. Everyone has sin. All of us have sin. And because God is holy, he has to punish sin. The punishment is to be apart from God forever in a terrible place of darkness and suffering. And I don't want you to go there. But God loves you and he made a way for your sin to be forgiven. And that was by sending the promised Savior, Jesus, God's Son. He came to earth. He was perfect. He never did anything wrong. He lived a sinless life. He was taken by wicked men. He was put to death on a cross. And God punished his own son for your sin. The Bible says, but God commendeth or God showed his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Yes, God showed his love for you in that way, that Jesus died for your sin. And after Jesus died, he was buried. But then God brought him back to life. He rose again on the third day after. And today you can believe on Jesus as your savior. You can have everlasting life in heaven someday. And you can be forgiven of your sin. Forgiveness of sin, it's the greatest, greatest blessing of all. It's the best blessing of all. And it's a wonderful promise that through Abraham, all the families of the earth would be blessed. Now, Abraham, he must have been amazed at this promise that God, the true and living God, would promise such wonderful things to him. And since God is all powerful, he could keep this promise. Now, Abraham, he knew he had to obey God's command to go. Now, his wife, Sarai, she might have been the first person to hear about this news, to hear about this promise. She may have asked Abraham, but where are we going? And Abraham, could you imagine how he would have responded to Sarai? He might have said, I don't know. God said to go. He will show us where. Well, Abraham, I'm sure he also told his father, Terah, about this promise from God. And perhaps Abraham also told his brother and his nephew, his brother's name was Nahor, and his nephew's name was Lot. They might have asked Abraham some questions as well. It must have seemed strange to them that God had spoken to Abraham and that Abraham was just so willing to trust God. God did not tell Abraham where they were going. God just said to go. Soon, Abraham and Sarai were on their way, but they weren't alone. 
Abraham's father and their nephew traveled with them. Now the nephew's name was Lot, L-O-T. There were also many servants. There were sheep, there was camels, there was donkeys. It was loaded down with food, with clothing, tents, household goods. It must have looked and sounded like a whole village was moving. Wow, so many things. Maybe Abraham was wondering in his mind about some questions as he was traveling along. Maybe he was asking himself, where is this land that God is taking me to? And he was wondering, you know, that God said he would have many descendants. But you know what? Abraham and Sarai, his wife, had never had children. And Abraham might have thought to himself, I am 75 years old. My wife Sarai is, not, is 65 years old. And we've never had children. Abraham had no idea how God would do it, but he trusted God to keep his promises. And if you have believed in Jesus, God wants you to trust him. And he wants you to know that he will keep his promises. God has written his promises in his word. And there's many of them. Sometimes it's hard to believe them. It's hard to trust God to keep his promises. For example, if you've memorized the promise Hebrews 13.5, it says, I will never leave thee. Thee is a word for you. You can think about that promise. Like when you have to make a hard decision, you can remember, I will never leave thee. God is not leaving you. Maybe you're moving into a new village or to a new place and you feel alone. You can remember, I will never leave thee. God will not leave you. There's another promise in the Bible in Romans 8.28. All things work together for good to them that love God. Okay, so when difficult things happen, you might become upset. You might think that God doesn't care. Maybe you even try to work things out for yourself. But trusting God's promises is more than just memorizing them. Trusting means depending on God to do what he says. So you can trust that God's way is best, that all things work together for good. Trusting God's promises also means obeying God instead of doing things your own way. When you are obedient to God, it shows you that you are trusting his promises to you. And Abraham trusted God to keep his promises, even though he had no idea how God would do it. Now, the Bible doesn't say how God led Abraham. Somehow, Abraham knew the way God wanted him to go, and they may have traveled for a long time. Finally, they reached the city of Haran, where they set up camp. Now, Abraham's father may have had relatives there, or maybe he was too old and tired to go further. Abraham's father died. After that, Abraham knew it was time to move on. They were not yet in the promised land. Now, the huge group of people and animals, they started out once again. And after traveling many more weeks, they finally arrived in Canaan which was about 1,200 miles from Ur. Remember the first place that we spoke about Abraham, that he lived in the city called Ur? Now this land that God had led him to, Canaan, was 1,200 miles from the city where he first lived, Ur. The Bible says that God appeared to Abraham and told him this was the promised land, Canaan. Wow, Abraham must have been excited. The first thing he did was he built an altar and he worshipped God. He must have been glad that he had trusted God and that he had obeyed. And for a time, things were really good. 
But then a famine came to the land. And do you know what a famine is? It's when the crops don't grow and there's no food. It's a very bad time. The famine came. And this famine, there was no food to eat. Abraham, he was worried. He was concerned about his family, his servants, his animals. How could they stay in a land with no food? Abraham took his family. Abraham took his servants, his animals, and they headed for Egypt. Now in Egypt, Abraham, he soon was in trouble. Now Sarai, Abraham's wife, was very beautiful. And Abraham was afraid that the men of Egypt would kill him so that they could, they could take Sarai and have her for their wife. Oh boy. Instead of trusting God's protection, Abraham told Sarai to tell a lie. He told Sarai, tell them you're my sister, so they will not kill me to have you. Oh my. But the plan went very wrong. Pharaoh, the ruler of Egypt, he asked Sarai to come into his palace. Sarai told Pharaoh, who was the king of Egypt, that she was Abraham's sister and not his wife. Then, do you know what happened? Pharaoh wanted to take Sarai for his wife. Pharaoh treated Abraham well. He gave him gifts. He gave him servants and animals. And Abraham was getting worried. He was getting concerned for Sarai. Sarai was his wife, but Pharaoh believed that Sarai was Abraham's sister. There was nothing Abraham could do to free her. God did something. He sent sickness to the people living in that palace. And soon Pharaoh discovered that Abraham and Sarai had lied to him. Oh my. Pharaoh angrily told them to leave Egypt. Abraham must have felt relieved. But he also may have felt a bit sad that he had not trusted God to protect him and Sarai. So Abraham and Sarai returned to Canaan. And Abraham once again talked with God, and, and he listened to God. And one night God spoke to Abraham, and God told Abraham, You will have a son. Look up at the sky, count the stars. Your family will be like that, more than can be counted. Wow, God did not give up on Abraham. God is faithful. He never breaks his promises. Abraham gazed up at the starry sky. He must have thought about himself and Sarai. Both of them, they were pretty old. But somehow, he knew that God would keep his promise. The Bible says that Abraham believed God. Now, ten years went by. They still did not have any children. Abraham was now 85. Maybe Sarai got tired of waiting. And she tried to, to do things her own way. She told, the, she told her husband, Abraham, I'm too old to have children. Take my maid, Hagar, as a second wife. She may give you a son. Now, was this God's plan for Abram and Sarai? No, but Abram agreed with Sarai. And Sarai told Abram, take my maid. Her name is Hagar. She can be your second wife. Maybe she can have a child. Well, that's what Abram did. That maid, her name was Hagar, and she became Abram's second wife. Now, Hagar gave birth to a baby boy. She called his name Ishmael, and Abram he hoped that Ishmael would be the son that God used to carry out his promise, but he was wrong. Over the years, Ishmael brought many problems to Abraham and his family. And for the next 13 years, Abraham and Sarai didn't hear anything from God. But then God spoke to Abraham, and God said to Abraham that your wife Sarai will have a son. 
Abraham actually laughed. He was almost a hundred years old. Sarai was almost ninety. Could they really have a child? Could they really have a son? It seemed impossible, but God told Abraham that his name was El Shaddai, which means Almighty God. He wanted Abraham to see that with God, nothing is impossible. He could and he would keep every promise that he had made. And if you have believed in Jesus, you can also trust God to keep his promises. When you find yourself doubting, remember, God is El Shaddai, the Almighty God. Nothing is impossible for God. When he says, I will never leave you, believe it. Instead of feeling alone or worried, remember, God is with you. Tell God thank you for his promises. Obey God with confidence. Know that God is with you. And when God says all things work together for good, believe it. When hard things happen in your life, don't think how bad this is and that God doesn't care. Repeat God's promise to yourself. Tell God thank you. Ask God to help you obey him. And wait for God to work things out. Sometimes it's hard to wait for God to work things out. Sometimes it takes a while. Sometimes it's a long time. But God will because he keeps his promises. You can be obedient to God. You can depend on him that he will do what he says. And if you forget to trust God and you start doing things your own way, confess your sin to God. And ask God to help you start trusting him instead. Because remember, God is El Shaddai, the Almighty God. Nothing is impossible for him. He will keep all his promises. And God wanted Abraham to know that he could and he would keep every promise to him. God changed Abraham's name to Abraham, which means father of many nations. So what does that mean? Abraham, father of many nations. He changed Sarai's name to Sarah which means princess, and promised she would be the mother of nations. Wow. Abraham could trust Almighty God, El Shaddai, to keep his promises. And God told Abraham that in the next year, Sarah would have a son, and they would name him Isaac. And God said that he would carry out his promise through Isaac, who would be the beginning of Abraham's many descendants. Abraham would see that the living God always keeps his promises. And if you know Jesus as your Savior, if you've believed in him, you can trust God to keep his promises. Maybe there will be a difficult situation coming up in your life. But remember, God will always keep his promises. Trust God to keep his promises. Think about his promise. Repeat them to yourself. Tell God what's going on. Tell him about the situation. Ask him to help you trust him and obey, and he will work out everything in his time in a way that is best for you. But if you've never believed in Jesus, if you've never depended on him to forgive you of your sin, if you've never trusted in him, you can do that today. God has a promise in the Bible. It says, he that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life. The Son is Jesus. So if you believe on Jesus, you can have everlasting or forever life with God. It says here, if you are willing to turn from your sin and turn to God instead by believing on Jesus and what he did for you, he died on the cross, he came alive again for you. If you believe in that, 
God will give you everlasting life. He promises to do that. You can be forgiven of your sin and you will be able to live forever in heaven with God someday. He will change you on the inside so you can trust his promises and you can obey him. You can believe on him today. If you would like to do that, you can always tell him something like this and truly mean it. Dear Jesus, I have sinned and I am sorry. I believe you died and rose again. Please give me everlasting life. In Jesus' name, amen. If you tell him something like that and you truly mean it, he will forgive your sin and he will give you that everlasting life. And if you would like to read about Abraham right from the Bible, this is where you can find out about him. It's in Genesis, the first book of the Bible, chapters 11, 12, 13, chapters 15, and 16 and 17. And you can find out about Abraham right in the Bible. Known someone that's blind, they cannot see? Maybe you have seen how one of their family members has to guide them safely and carefully to the correct places, how someone has to take care of them, how they that blind person has to depend on them to, to lead them correctly and safely to the correct place. For example, if I was leading someone blind, I would have to walk slowly. I would have to tell the blind person where there is a step so they can lift up their foot or if there is a step down so they can put their foot down. You have to make sure to lead them and tell them the correct way so that they can trust you to lead them. Well, we've learned today that Abraham trusted God to lead him. And we have a memory verse for today found in Hebrews. Hebrews is in the New Testament and we find it in chapter 11, verse 8. And it says, by faith, Abraham, when he was called, obeyed, and he went out, not knowing whither he went. Hebrews eleven eight. Now, what does that mean? By faith, Abraham. Well, that means he believed and he trusted God. And the rest of the verse says, when he was called. Well, remember, God told Abraham to leave his home. God told Abraham to leave his relatives, his family, his country. And what did Abraham do? He obeyed. Abraham did did what God told him to do. And he went out, not knowing whether he went. Abraham began his journey. He didn't know where God was taking him, but he began the journey. 
He obeyed. God called. He obeyed. So that verse again is Hebrews 11, 8. By faith, Abraham, when he was called, obeyed. And he went out, not knowing whither he went. Hebrews 11, 8. Now, if you have believed in Jesus as your Savior, God wants you to trust him, to keep his promises, just like Abraham trusted God. So no matter what happens, you can depend on God. And you can obey him instead of doing things your own way. And if you don't know Jesus as your Savior, you can trust God's promises of everlasting life. And you can do that by believing in him today. Well, that's all for this time. See you next time. Bye.